Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week we bring you a woman who's going to help you in some very important part of your life. How about your relationships, business, your health and fitness, and how about your self-esteem? Now, if you've been listening to our conversations, you know that I've been interviewing leading women since 2007. And you probably have heard all about our new book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which just came out in December. The important thing is, if you haven't bought your copy, well, and you know, or you haven't bought your own copy, or a woman you know who wants to be a leader, check out your local bookstore, Barnes & Noble, or, or just order it from Amazon.com. Now, this week I'm pleased to introduce you to another inspirational leading woman. Her name is Ann Beal, and she is the founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels. You probably have seen those in airports. That's usually you can smell those wonderful pretzels baking. Well, she, she started all of this with an eighth-grade education, and Ann began twisting soft pretzels in a farmer's market in Pennsylvania to support her husband's vision to offer free counseling services in their community. Through a lot of trauma and heartache, Anne grew her business to the largest international pretzel company that now has over 1,200 stores worldwide. She has also co-founded two community family centers and has won multiple numerous awards, including Entrepreneur of the Year by Inc. Magazine, one of America's top 500 women entrepreneurs by Working Women, and an honorary doctorate from Eastern College and Elizabethtown College. She has also written two books, one of which, of course, is called A Twist of Faith, and, is, and an illustrated storybook called Annie Ann's My Story. And Twist of Fate is very, very powerful, and it talk, it's really a, it's about tragedy to triumph. So I really want to share this with you and talk about it. So she has so many words of wisdom, and she, has, she will share with us her lessons learned, and I'm happy to welcome Auntie Ann Beal to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Well, Annie, it's so good to talk with you again. I had the the very great pleasure of meeting you last summer mm-hmm. on a an amazing cruise to Alaska, which was an adventure in itself. Mm-hmm. But you you came into my life at a really really good time and and immediately gave me words of wisdom. And I was just telling you the book Leading Women just came out, Twenty Women's Secrets to Success in Business Life and Leadership, and you know, the reason uh, that we uh, wanted you on the, to have some conversations and talk with you is because you are a leading woman. You are a, well, I'd like to say a pioneer, a founder. You, you're you out there doing things in the world that especially women need to hear more about. And, and your story from, uh, from tragedy to triumph and challenges became opportunities is really what uh, my foundation is all about, Women Connect for Good. But you're out there doing these amazing things. But I want to welcome you back. I'm just welcoming you here. It's so good to talk to you again. Well, thank you, Nancy. It's uh, really a privilege for me to uh, have met you as well on the Alaskan cruise with uh, Convoy of Hope. Uh, it was a real joy just to uh, connect for the first time there and uh, and now here, so uh, yeah, we really um, do learn, don't we, from our uh, <laughs> hardships in life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, and, it, you know, let's let's start with your story because again, you yeah. know, your book, A uh, Twist of, of Faith. Uh, again, uh, you know, in the introduction, I explained who you were, the story. You're the founder of Auntie Anne's. You know, pretzels. I was talking to someone about doing uh, an interview with you, a conversation. They said, "Oh yeah, yeah, those are I, in the malls <laughs> and in the airports. You can always smell those wonderful pretzels." And yes. and uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's such a it's a real comfort. Uh, you know, comfort food. I guess you'd almost say, but uh, yes. especially when you put put icing and things on pretzels. <laughs> but uh, and but your story sugar. is amazing. <laughs> So, Annie, Auntie Anne, how did this all come about? How did you become who you are today? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and did you say we have 30 minutes to tell the world? Yeah, <laughs> well, you, I know you're great okay. at telling stories. I've heard your stories. You're a great, you're a great storyteller. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Um, I grew up, Nancy, in a very simple uh Life and I grew up in the Amish culture. I was uh, Amish. I got married at the age of 19, and old order Amish. Being uh, my mom and dad were uh, horse and buggy Amish, and um, um, so that really, of course, you know, set the pace for the rest of my life as far as values and uh, just the the um, the things that I learned as a kid. Really, they really do stay with us, you know. So. Growing up in that environment, um, I was completely blindsided uh, when um, when our daughter, then at 19 months old, was killed in a, um, a farm accident. My sister was driving a bobcat and uh, accidentally drove over Angela. And uh, Angela was 19 months old at the time, and she was uh, killed instantly. And I was living in a in a place in my own life at that time, spiritually, uh, and in every way, Nancy, I was completely happy with life yeah <laughs> i really well, it was believe a very warm protected environment per se it, it was absolutely yeah. and uh but i was not prepared for the tragedies in life i i guess nobody is you know no. um but i always kind of felt like if i'm a good girl and you know follow the lord and keep all the commandments and <laughs> do it just right that somehow you know i don't know uh that god would just bless my life and but you know uh what I learned through Angie's death was I really learned how to live through through her, uh, through that experience. I learned uh, about tragedy. I learned that um, there there are more people in this world that experience tragedy on a regular basis. I mean, without that experience in my life, I would not be able to uh, understand or be compassionate um, toward people who experience tragedies. And so I learned how to live through the death of Angela. And... Um, it was soon after her death that I, I was uh, a faithful church attender, and uh, when she passed away, I really started to uh, ask God a lot of questions, and I, I began to question my faith in God, my um, everything I believed in. And uh, at that time, I went to see my pastor, who I thought was a good man, and before I left his office on a Monday morning, about five, minutes after, five months after Angie was killed, he seduced me. And growing up in a very conservative Amish Mennonite legal um, environment, and then also they really teach you to trust, you know, your pastors and the preachers. Yeah, and, yeah that must be right. Yeah, must uh, yeah. be the right thing to do. So Right. So anyway, although I knew uh, what he did to me was 
not right, but I was very, very confused, and I was still in deep pain about Angela and the grief of all that. And I stayed in an abusive relationship with him for six years. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the the grief that I felt when Angie died was was deep, but the the pain and the grief and the sadness and the guilt uh, that consumed me those six years after she passed away, I it's hard to describe it. But yeah. I'm saying all that to say uh, to really set the uh, the foundation for why we ever went into business. And it was during that time that Jonas and I ended up going for marriage counseling because, again, being brought up Amish Mennonite, divorce was not an option, although I thought it should be, I wished it would be, and I had hoped that one day I'll divorce my husband because I couldn't live with myself. And I was causing too much pain and... um, in our family. So so through all that, we ended up uh, going for marriage counseling. My husband began to, um, he, he was fascinated with the psychology and the tools that he received uh, from, the, uh, from the counseling. He was able then to use those tools and start his own counseling practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was doing that as a free service in our community in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and was Anytime you do a free service, we all know nonprofits don't make any money, <laughs> make very little no, money. Everything and, has uh, to be, you have to find money. Mm-hmm. you got to find the money to support. So I went to work to support um, his counseling ministry. And um, because I loved my husband at that time, I realized that he saved me. He saved my marriage. He saved our family. So I felt indebted to him in a, I would say, in a healthy way. And uh, I was more than happy to be able to go to work for the first time in my life and support him. And so that's how Anti Hand started. We um, ended up buying a pretzel store and uh, at a little farmer's market in Pennsylvania. And um, Hands has about 1,600 locations around the world. And um, it, it, the growth of the company completely surprised us. But I think, uh, Nancy, I really believe the purpose and the story behind it is why Auntie Anne's was uh, very successful yeah. because it really yeah. became about making money so that I could support a Jonas and a counseling ministry. And then we later sold our company and built a uh, family community center on a 125-acre farm. And uh, so we have we totally believe in serving our community. And if God uh, blesses and prospers, it's really not for us to keep, but it's for us to uh, sew back into uh, the kingdom. Well, I, I I love what you say, and uh, I was reading through your website and different things that that were written about you and you've written, but you say we give to get to give to give again. Yes, and yes. and I I think that's that you know that's for me is is very profound because the one the blessings we get we are given we also have to give and return threefold. And your story rings so true. The the tragedy and 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 the things that you experienced and and you know all the things that occurred in your life really helped you to become who you are and in your family oh, to become who you are. But, but you know, so many people, Annie, sometimes don't recover. They don't. I know. Well, first of all, just the recovery from losing a child. Yeah. And, of course, your own sister. I mean, I think I even asked you that, and I know you've probably been, you've been asked these questions a thousand million times because forgiveness, you know, mm-hmm. and for me, we talked about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's when, when we're hurt tremendously, and and we never know the intentions, and we never really know the reasons why. But but uh, again, the forgiveness sometimes is it doesn't come so easily. 
and mm-hmm. I and I know you've you've said to me uh, even last summer you said my sister is my very best friend. You know how do you how does a person really go from you know again losing a child? Yes, it's a horrible accident, but you know there's always that shoulda woulda coulda or if yes. only or why or you know I mean when do you when do you stop or when does a person stop asking themselves you know what could I've done different yeah. you know what what yeah. in the world would have yeah, I, you know, what we're talking about, uh, you know, sadly is is common. There's so many people experience yeah. this kind of tragedy, and and uh, for for anyone that loses a child, uh, they can certainly relate to what I talk about when I talk about the the depths of despair and yeah. the darkness that I that I found myself in the the, the grieving. Um, and and then of course we all go through this uh this time when you say oh i wish i would have yeah uh sure. that particular morning uh angie crawled out of her crib and and we had guests at our house and i actually we had breakfast and i left her uh leave my house my mom lived right next door to us uh-huh. and uh she left uh the house i stood by the door and i kind of, i just kind of watched her traipse through the yard and and I went to the phone to call my mom to say, "Oh, Angie's on her way." Yeah. And but while I was standing there waiting for her, or just kind of thinking, "Oh, do I want to call her back and change her diaper and put a dress her for the day, or do I yeah. leave her tromp up to Grandma's in the in her pajamas?" Yeah. So, Smart. so believe it or not, that very simple little moment uh, caused me so much grief for months, thinking, "Yeah, if I would have only called her back." So, um, you know, but at the end of the day, Nancy. Um, I, you know, we have to come to terms at times with the, the truth is this. that You know, we live in a fallen world. Life is hard. God is good. Yeah. Don't confuse the two. So when right. life is hard and bad things happen to us, we we it's it's like we instantly, we want to blame God or blame ourselves, you know. Right. Uh, sure. I knew from day one that obviously this was an accident. I mean, sure. it, it was an accident. And yeah. so for me, yes, yes. So for me to, uh, you know, hate my sister or or even remotely uh, not forgive her at all, I, I can honestly say I never went there because she was in such grief. Oh my gosh! Over the fact that she drove over our daughter. Oh my gosh! She, she couldn't. She could barely live with herself. Sure. So I. And you know, through the years, I've I've seen her struggle with life, and I try to put myself in her shoes, and I say, "Wow, um, <laughs> was it harder for me or harder for my sister?" I truly, yeah. at this point, I don't know uh, because I've watched now for the last thirty-five years. So, in my heart, there was plenty of room for me to love my sister and to instantly feel great compassion toward her. Sure. Uh, but what became my own uh, darkness and darkness of soul was was my own um, uh, question about you know who is God? Why did He allow this to happen? And yeah. then my uh, my relationship with my pastor it it just became so dark in my life yeah. that I I truly can relate to people to do, women do you, that, that uh, yeah and just I think I it's over. A, There's no yeah. future here. I, I know this is a, this is a tough question, but. You know, at some at some level, do you think you you know you felt like you deserved it based on what had happened to your daughter too? I'm like they're victimized over and over and over yes. again 
which yes. which becomes a, a a pattern and of course that's a lack of self-esteem, you know, that whole self-appreciation or really even understanding who and what you are. So Absolutely. You were vulnerable. Think, and, and, of course, he he took advantage of that, too. He oh, knew he, you were vulnerable. he took a complete advantage of that. And I under, I see it clearly now, Nancy. I see that it was abuse of spiritual power. I, I see it now. But at the time, I was completely guilt-ridden uh, for staying with this man for all those sure. years. And sure. I emotionally... Um, I was gone from my kids emotionally. I, I was in such uh, despair for six years, and my two other daughters were still very little. Four, they were four and one, and I was trying to, to to be a mom and live in this place of despair. And you know, there's so many things I could say, Nancy, but I really want—I I just pray that the Holy Spirit will take what we're saying here and reveal to the hearts of the women that are listening. Yeah. No, what, I, 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 I think it's a need. wonderful. I think it's a wonderful story. You know, I, I guess what I can say here, and, and uh, you know, I've done I've done a lot of uh, disaster relief work in my life, and one of the things that happens when when some tragedy occurs to pe- with people, and it's not it's everyone, is that you know why did this happen to me? And yes. <laughs> the you know, so the thing that I that you can also say to people, good things. I mean, bad things happen to good people. That's right. That's and right. this is this is tough for a lot of people to understand. You know, I mean, so, but but again, the difference between you and some other people who continue to be victims is that you chose to go forward. You chose to I, take I something and make something good from it. And I, I, and I would I, say, yeah, I would say ninety nine percent of people that that take that move into Correct. such a great a greatness a huge greatness well i think uh, i i mentioned a line to you earlier i read a line from uh, aw tozer says that those whom god uh, uses greatly must first be wounded deeply and yeah i i totally believe that we have a choice you know when tragedy hits that's not a choice that we have i mean it always happens <laughs> we're blind that what why did this happen to me well it's because we live on planet Earth. We're not in heaven yet. And so these things will happen. They've happened from the beginning of time and will happen until until Jesus returns. Uh, there will be these kind of things that happen to us. But I think that for me, when I was able to, uh, I hated the darkness that I was living in. I hated the confusion. I I hated the deception that I was in. And I truly did not know, my, I, I couldn't find my way out because I, I, I was in it too deep. But, and and there's, there's a number of things that really um, that turned me around. It took a long time. But I think when you focus on your pain and yourself, uh, there's no room for, for healing there. But yeah. when we begin to um, uh, think about, um, instead of focusing on ourselves, we begin to focus on, on God and what He, who He is, and what He can do for me, uh, how He can help me, it's, things begin to change in my life. But the thing, the one principle that I was able to use that, that to me is, I can share this with people and they can they can understand it. And the yeah. principle is this: it's found in James five sixteen. He says in there that uh, confess your faults or sins or trespasses one to another. Yeah. And pray for one another, and you'll be healed. And I think that so many times we try to uh, get through our own issues and our own pain and our own darkness of soul all by ourselves on our knees with Jesus. 
yeah. I did that for so many years, Nancy, and sure. nothing changed. And when I was able to take that principle, the power, I call it the power of confession, and I begin to confess my, my pain and my hurt to someone else, uh, there's something began to happen in my heart and in my soul, even though it took months and years for me to overcome, uh, the, the beginning of it all started when I confessed very simply to one person. I said, I am not okay. Yeah. And it sounds so simple, but it was the first time in seven years that I admitted there was anything wrong in my life. So I think that there's a time to grieve. And there's a time to mourn, and there's a time for sadness. But then uh, there's a time we have to get up off of the couch, mm-hmm. up out of our lazy boy recliner, mm-hmm. and we got to put some some action to our faith, and we got to do something. Faith without works is dead. Yeah. And I to- totally believe that a lot of people stay in the in that position of helplessness and defeat. Um, maybe, Nancy, because they don't know what to do, because I can relate to that. I can truly yeah. relate to that. I don't sure. know what to do in my pain. But I just want to encourage people out there, you know, get up off the couch and just go oh. tell someone what's going on in your life, yeah. somebody that yeah. you can trust. And unload, Jesus even said, bear you one another's burdens, and how do we do yeah. that? I, I just feel like a lot of that is done verbally. We just I share with you what's going on in my life. Instead... Uh, we want to keep it all a secret because yeah. we're embarrassed well, and, and, or ashamed. And, and just as you and I were getting to know each other by sharing your, uh, me sharing my story, you share yes. yours, and then we can relate. And That's you know this right. this this thing being human, <laughs> yes. we're human. You know, yes. I, you know, I keep I tell people when they say, "Oh, I wish that out." I said, "Yeah, this yes. being human stuff is really it really sucks sometimes." You yes. know, but uh, you know, but but uh, yes. you also say, "Out of pain, my passion was born," and, and I that's think that's right. what happens a lot of times. That when you know, for me, leading women, you know, as far as w- women empowerment, because. You know, I think it's so very, very important when you when you see a way that you can heal yourself and yes. you can help others in the same process. Yes, a community is born, and I know you have probably many, many people that are are connected to you in such a positive way, and and you've lifted up, and and now they're lifting other people because it really yes. is about connection and really passing along those great blessings. So. You know, yes. I, I I think your books. I think you know when you speak to others, it gives us it gives everyone hope because let's Absolutely. face it, we we are the ones that create judgment. We are the ones that create guilt. We are the ones who create the depression <laughs> that we feel. It's not yes. it's not the higher power that does this. That's exactly it's that, right. Again, you know, it's what we decide to do about it. But you know, it's it's also there all comes a, also comes a time to celebrate. And I, and I think I, I hope for you, and I know you do, because I, you told me you rode motorcycles and you do exciting, fun stuff. So, so now you're at a point in your life, not only are you sharing and giving back in such a great way, both you and your husband Jonas, but, but also you're celebrating life in, in such a joyful way. Oh, and, and I think that I think that in itself is a tribute to life and a tribute to a higher power. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Yes, I, uh, you know, I, I, I've often said, you know, uh, after tragedy, there is absolute grief, sadness, and then you, and then you kind of uh, get into this survival mode. It's like, um, 
you, you just, you just, wow, you, you made it, and you're surviving. I, I see you like a swimmer out in the ocean, barely keeping his head above water, but you survived, you know? But I believe, and I can say that I truly experienced survival for many years. I just, I was getting through it all, and I was, like, so grateful that, wow, I survived the, the horrible uh, abuse and, and the death of our daughter. I survived, but... But where I'm living today, uh, Nancy, is a, a very different place than just surviving. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a You're life thriving. that is, You're thriving. oh yes, it's a life that is full. And my husband and I are married 46 years and, and we, we just, um, <laughs> occasionally we look at each other and pinch each other like, wow, what, 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 we're still together and we're not just together because we didn't believe in divorce. We are together because, and happy together because uh, he was able to love me when I was unlovely, and over time, you know, we just see it as a miracle of grace for us to be together and to be in love. <laughs> we yeah. love being yeah. together. Yeah. So the, the miracle for me, there's many, many miracles in my life, and one of the greatest is truly the fact that we stay together because yeah. there was well, your, nothing. Well, your, your story in, is in- it's, it's it's very very inspiring. By the word the the word inspire means to breathe life into. By the way. Oh wow! Love so that. I I would like to leave that with you as well. Love that. that you you are a leading woman, but you also are inspiring, and you breathe life into things. Mm. Both you and your husband do that. Wow. Well, and I know personally that. that your philanthropic endeavors are are huge as well, and that you give. Uh, you give much back to to the world. Your blessings are are, are very well sent out to the world, and, and the story of yours, and you know your your willingness to be vulnerable, because that's again what you're doing each time you tell your story is that you're willing to be vulnerable yes. with with the hope and the des- the desire that others yes. will will glean something from it, and also as you say, get off the couch or get off their knees, yep, and get out there and and really connect and really get, you know, there's a hand up and there's a hand down. Sometimes yes. in life we have both. Sometimes yes. we're helping, but sometimes, and especially we women, we're not very good at asking for help, you know. So <laughs> I, w- I would like to say that just as a as a side note that, you know, what you're saying is that you had for things to really change in your life, it was a matter of really your hand reaching up and saying, "Hey, Absolutely. I need a helping hand. I need Absolutely. I need someone to listen to me. I need someone to to understand and and someone to lift me up." And yes. and there were and when you asked, there was probably all the support you needed, right? Oh my goodness, uh, it's amazing. And when when the Lord, you know, I went through this process, and then and then the Lord really worked in my heart about writing my story. And I was, oh my gosh, I like resist. I I don't I don't want people to know my story. I mean, I was yeah. too embarrassed yeah. still. But, you know, what I discovered, Nancy, is the more you share your life and your story, the more free you become. Because it was less than 10 years ago when when the Lord really put it on my heart, you know, to start sharing my life. And I I, I so resisted that because it was still very embarrassing. But what I uh, was able to, what I learned in the process is the, the truth that once you begin to share your story, every time you share it, whether it's over a cup of coffee or if it's in front of an audience of a thousand people, it really doesn't matter. When you share, you begin to feel more free. And I still tell my husband when I come home from a speaking event or whatever, 
I yeah. say, hon, I feel a little bit more freedom again. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So God's freedom, it's it's like it's not like oh I'm free today and that's sort of like whole hump. No, it 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 enlarges his freedom. It, yeah. Me well, and you and you were all you were always there. You always had that choice. But again, oh, yes. you had to you had to be you had to come to that point where you understood that. And I think that's Absolutely. the thing that people have to come to terms with is that you have a choice today yes. that you can be free and that you can forgive yourself yes. and you can forgive others yes. if you so choose. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, forgiving oneself. Uh, you know. Love your neighbor as yourself. And, uh, you know, I found it easier, actually, to forgive others <laughs> than I did to forgive myself. Because when yeah. you inflict pain, when I'm the reason, uh, you know, uh, I was abused and then I became hurt people, hurt people. And uh, so I became the uh, the inflictor. Uh, you know, my children became, um, uh, I was no longer... Uh, there i was emotionally absent uh so they suffered you know through that time and so you you over time there was i remember telling god i can forgive my perpetrator but i cannot forgive myself and i yeah. felt like i needed to punish myself sure and so for years i lived in that uh, even though I had begun to, to confess and I began to share my story, I still lived with the burden of guilt. And uh, June of 2003, so that's uh, 12 years ago now, um, I was able to forgive myself. I had a, uh, a revelation of Jesus Christ, and I can tell you it was a whole brand new thought. And in a moment's time, um I was able to forgive myself. I could share that story, but I won't at this point. But I was able to forgive myself, and the burden was like a physical burden lifted off of my shoulders. And from that day to this day, I have never once felt the guilt of my sin. Uh, it was, it's, it's still, when I say that, I'm still so surprised by that. But <laughs> but that, that is truly what can happen as we begin to unload and begin to share our life stories. And God will take us, you know, a step at a time, a day at a time, into this place of not just survival, but into a life where it's it's unbelievable victory for you. Well, I, I know there's going to be people that listen to this conversation and will... You will give them hope. You will give them a light. You'll maybe put them on a path that will direct them, and they'll meet the right people when they're ready yes. to to yes. take them down, uh, take them to the next level. That they yes. will be able to forgive themselves or someone else. And absolutely, and that's what's that, important. So yes, absolutely. It takes a lot of courage. I know that because uh, I was scared to death for many many years to even <laughs> breathe a word about my story. But now I can share it uh, freely. It's it's amazing. It's truly a miracle. And well, yes, you're, other people. You're a, you're a delightful that. person. And there's no doubt in my mind. I've had the pleasure of meeting you personally, and I know we'll we'll continue to be Thank friends and, and know one another. And uh, what what is it you would want other people to know about you now, Annie, and what's mm-hmm. coming up, and things mm-hmm. that are important to you, and how we can be of service to you as well. Well, well, thank you for that. I th- right now, my husband and I, we. Um, uh, a year ago, we sold everything that we owned, and uh, the Lord uh, spoke to us about it's a <laughs> another story of our life. And we moved to a small place in um, in Salado, Texas. 
Uh-huh. And um, the journey has been a whole new way of life for us, uh, simple and um I can't write a book about surrender yet because I'm still learning <laughs> how, how to surrender because it's deep. Let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but what I've what I can say, my passion has become women, and um, I'm I'm starting. I have uh, I've been doing classes with women. I call it seven uh, women, seven stories, seven weeks, and it gives women opportunity. Seven women at a time. It gives them opportunity to come and sit in a room. Yeah. with seven other women, and they have one hour to tell their story. And that is what I'm most passionate about today. Well, and uh, you, you and I, I are on the same page then. I, mm-hmm. I just, I know the power of that, and I know that it can set women, uh, put them in a very different, uh, uh, it's going to project them into a whole different lifestyle. And so yeah. I'm passionate about the women. The other thing that I that I love and I'm passionate about is Convoy of Hope. And many people know about Convoy of Hope. They, you know, feed the hungry, and then they have women's empowerment programs uh, in all over the world. And so I'm I'm a part of that as well. So really, my passion is women and children. And um, although God used uh, Auntie Anne's the business to to really help me see what my purpose was. Uh, and where I can influence the most, I feel like it really is women, and that's where my passion is. Yeah. Well, the the hand that rocks the cradle rocks the world, and I truly yeah. uh, truly believe that. But uh, well, you're definitely a leading woman, and I I think you and I are soul sisters, and I can say I amen, sister. I can say <laughs> I amen, sister, that. to yes. you. So <laughs> I know we'll we will be we'll be we'll be together again sometime. But yes. I want to thank you because. After talking with you, I, I knew that this this conversation needed to be recorded and this story needed to be told. So, thank you for sharing. And my I, pleasure. And I know it will lift so many so many others up, and, and it'll give them light and, yes. and hope. So, well, thank, thank you, you so Nancy. Much. Thank you for the opportunity, and thank you for what you're doing for women as well. And together, we'll make a yeah, difference. <laughs> we will, and we're, we're just going to keep on going. Yes, keep on going, that's right. like you said. We that's give right. to we give to get to give more to give again. To give again. So that's correct. Um, that's what it's all about for me too. Yes. So uh, I, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we need to keep in touch. Maybe this summer we will see each other on that trip. But uh, yes. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, and you too, Nancy.